Hello and welcome to what, in theory, should be a relatively short episode of our generation on air compared with last week's. Uh, but, you know, never know. Um, my name is Alex Bullimore, and this week I am joined by Micah Chudley. Micah, welcome back. Good evening, good evening. How are you um, doing? All good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I've got used to just us losing every week now. It just doesn't <laughs> ruin my week anymore. Well, we won't be losing this weekend. Um, another loss, though, as we did mention uh, on the weekend, further compounded the bad news for QPR. Uh, last week, Michael, we talked about the mood not yet being similar to the end of Hughes slash Redknapp. But to me, it felt like it was on the turn at the weekend, um, even though it wasn't necessarily the worst performance that we've put in over the last sort of four weeks or so. Um, it is a bit like, and go with me here, because this is, could be a bit of a strange thing to say. It's a bit like a carton of milk, which smells a little bit funny. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it, and if you leave it any longer in its current state, it's going to get really nasty. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Yeah, it's starting to get a bit lumpy in the bottle, isn't it? Like... It is. It's starting <laughs> to get a bit lumpy in the bottle. So... Firstly, to start this podcast off, my question to you is why is Gareth Ainsworth taking on this absolute bin fire of a job? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, because in because we signed him in 2003 and it went well. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's it's um yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he was aware of the uh the size of the challenge before he went in, but I'm sure like being like right up close to it now, he's realised that it's it's a big job. It's a very big job. Do you not think there's probably a little bit of him that sort of is wishing that he was still at Wickham? <laughs> no, because I can't answer that question. I I don't know. I, <laughs> I there's don't a, know. There's a no, little no. bit of me that wishes he was still at Wickham. Not because I don't like him, it's because I love him and I don't want this to end badly for him. Yeah. Of all the times where he's been linked to the job, whether it was like softly or, you know, not that serious. Oh, come on. Why have you taken it this time? Like, it shows great confidence in yourself. And that's fair enough. But it's the 11 idiots that play on this on Saturday that have like no confidence right now. Um, I don't know. It just seems like an incredible moment to not sort of throw away but to to risk a lot of hard work that you put in at Wickham, you know? Yeah. Seems well, an incredible I, I, time I to do that. I don't I don't think he would have left um if he didn't think he could he could do something at QPR. I, I I'm I'm really just of the opinion like look, let's just get to the end of the season, hopefully still in the championship. Um and then, and then we'll kind of go again in the summer. I mean, I mean, the situation is bleak. Um, but I mean, I was I was just watching the uh, the Ali Fallin night that mm-hmm. they just put on YouTube from the other week, and he was talking about not that I'm saying we're getting promoted next season because I don't think we're getting promoted next season. But he was talking about the end of his first season when Warlock came in at the end of the season and kind of kept QPR up. And, uh, you know, at the time, everybody thought, oh, it was pretty bleak. You know, the season had been bad. We'd had three managers then as well. Um, so I, I don't think it's a situation given a summer that, you know, 
is as bleak as it is now. I think we just have to stay in the league. Mm. Well, <clears throat> and we'll get onto this a little bit later on, but there has been some news this week that might make that uh, aim a little bit easier, uh, unfortunately, for a few other clubs. But let's talk first about Birmingham at home. Um, I've just written here, another loss. Kind of sums it up. Like, yeah, could, what else could, is say? could end the podcast there. Um, <laughs> team news. I think Adoma came in uh, for, I can't remember. That's bad. Uh, Aaron Drew. Manning. Aaron Drew, that's correct, yeah. But Drew came on because uh, Kakai joined the list of walking wounded. Yeah. Um, And Luke Amos came in for the Zell. Now, we talked a, a bit at length and... You know, we mentioned it in our group chat and stuff like that post Blackpool that we don't have many players in the squad that are fit enough to come in and make an impact straight away um, in crucial positions where you'd really like to. Like at this point, you would love to swap out both the centre backs or at least one of them. Yeah. You would probably want to bring back. I mean, you know, you'd always want to bring back Chair and Willock. That's like a given, but you would probably want to. I don't know, unless it's part of the loan clause, not include low in the team anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, there's various players in need of of rest and and just frankly being dropped because they are in the firing line way too much. The one position we've got options is midfield, central midfield to be precise. Did you see it coming that it would be Luke Amos? Um Uh, in in hindsight, no, but I'm wondering, did he did he start against um Blackpool? I can't remember. Was he in the lineup for Blackpool? No, I think he maybe on? came on, but he came I remember in for him the saying... in this game. Oh, no, he did... Yeah, he did. I looked start. at the his um transfer market stats, and the, by the looks of it, the last time he started a game for us was at home against West Brom. Well, well when Austin scored a year ago. Or... No, this season. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I would have believed you. <laughs> um, <laughs> was was I expecting him to come in? I mean, yes and no. I mean, I it 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 wasn't something that I think people would have said was on the cards. But then at the same time, it's kind of like you said, who else is there to come in and make an impact? Yeah, like like on a Saturday at three p.m., there's that initial. Oh, why have we gone with this lineup? And then it's the, oh yeah, he's injured, and oh, and he's suspended, and oh, okay, that's why he's playing. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, but we kind of you you particular said Stephanie Hansen, like, well, there's clearly something going. There must be fitness with him because what, yeah. he's he's been supposedly back to full fitness for weeks now, and he's. And I mean, I, I felt he came on had a really good cameo um, mm. on Saturday. I thought he'd probably in the second half was probably the best player on the pitch. But I mean, there's clearly something fitness going on because he's not getting, the reason he's not getting picked isn't quality. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right about that. Um, Amos's performance then, uh, there was a particular thing that you mentioned pre-recording that I'm sure you're going to touch on. Um I mean, I personally didn't think Amos would be the one to be thrown into it. I don't mind the the effort though. It's where you can, I, I do appreciate for once one of our managers 
being a bit not flexible but actually trying to change something because you know in the past it has actually been sort of like okay we're just going to swap your handsome for Dazelle and see if that works and then like for the billionth time it doesn't work you kind of think come on is it is, is there anyone else um right <laughs> behind the scene but in the in our uh group chat i've been crying out just to see what dixon bonner's like considering he's been with us yeah, for quite a season and he, he got a wish and like i don't he's clearly not sort of amazing and groundbreaking footballer but then again he wouldn't be playing for qpr if he was but you know you've got an option there why not use him yeah. so i'm glad that there, he's actually in the consideration now rather than sort of playing for the b side um, yeah, I, I think he only got eight minutes, but I thought, you know, he, he, he showed that, you know, he can at least be an option. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to really judge any footballer off eight minutes, but, you know, he's been at Liverpool, clearly it's highly regarded by the uh, the first manager we had this season. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it was good to see it. Yeah. Um, Amos's performance then, what did you uh, think of that? Um, do you know what? I'm going to be nicer to him than you think. I'm not looking uh, for criticism there because there's, there's something <laughs> that's very <laughs> obvious with him that's should sort of not exclude him from criticism, but sort of, you know, soften the blow a little bit. Sorry, what did you say? My thing literally just cut out while you're talking. Uh, well, you know, he's been out for half the season, hasn't he? Like, yeah. It, the, the main thing that I kind of took from this is that he looks like a player that has been out for half a season. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 weird with him, isn't it? Because like he he's had a weird career with us in that he will get going and then something will happen, whether it's an injury or a suspension or like a really bad loss. I remember he was having a decent run of form in Warburton's first season. I think we lost like four 0 at home to Forest, and like he had a really bad game, and he looked like it. It looked like it really bothered him. Um, but then we went and lost really badly to Barnsley and he scored two goals there as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just just weird things. It just, he, he doesn't operate along the QPR kind of timeline. Just does his own thing. But um, I thought he was okay. The, re- the reason I say I'm going to be nicer to him than you think is because we brought up pre-recording for all the listeners. Pre-recording, uh, I'm not sure if anybody else spotted this, but me and Alex definitely did. There was a moment quite early in the first half, the ball's gone out to the right-hand side and it looks like it's going out. And Amos is closest to, I think it's Chong. And he's closing down Chong and it looks like it's going out. Amos like just turns around, like faces like the dugout and is like walking away. The ball's still in play and Chong's like, Chong's like ran past him. And I think Birmingham almost scores from it. Um, and I mean that that really kind of just sums us up at the moment. Really, that there just uh, luck, concentration, um, everything just isn't there at the moment. And yeah, Amos was uh, as you said, he he didn't look like somebody that's been playing regular football. Yeah, so I think that's kind of another reason why I'm a little bit surprised that he got. St- chucked in from the start you know like he's had a bit of game time but I don't know not like... I do, yeah, it's, it's a big just... ask isn't it just to sort of say go on but play, a like ask. pressing not, not like he's we play pressing football but he's someone who will chase the lost cause a little bit yeah but have a lot of pressure on and that's when he's been at his best where he's been able to do that and... well I, I think I think as well I, I mean again like I said I think it just clearly comes down to the fact 
Steph must just there just must must be something there with Steph where he just can't play ninety minutes. Um, but I think one thing that really kind of bothered me, I know he had a bad game on Tuesday, but obviously Amos coming in meant that with Dizel being out, Irabunin was kind of sat in front of the defence, which he didn't have an awful game. But I think in recent weeks, he's been a lot better kind of as the eight, as more, a little bit further forward on the pitch. Um, and that that was a bit of a shame for me to see him that that far back. Mm. But um, There's another moment with him, kind of not, not as... I don't know if it would be as class as as bad as the Amos one, but I the ball was going out of play for a goal kick, and they, I think Dykes was kind of making his way towards it, but wouldn't make it in time. And the per- closest player was was Irabunum, and he just stood there and watched it go out. And there was oh, a lot yeah. of people down my side of South Africa Road and probably in the loft that were furious at that point and you look at Dykes yeah. as well and he is he was really pissed off that Tim <laughs> just watched it go out he's just like oh mate come on you know you're not helping yourself there like, yeah. I, it was a little bit it, it was a, it was a weird game wasn't it uh decided by another early goal uh a little bit later on than the than the Blackpool First goal, so you know, yeah, ninety seconds later, fine margins. It's um, improving, yeah. But you know, <laughs> what did you think of the? Because I, I was having this discussion with my dad. What, what did you think of the goal? Because it's it's clearly schoolboy defending, but where would you kind of like place the blame? I've forgotten it. I really should have looked at it before this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable! <I know. laughs> it's normally me doing that. Not you. I know. I know yeah. that's because I don't end up. I don't watch rewatch it because I don't. <laughs> I don't ask the. I ask, ask the question. I'm not meant to be <laughs> answering to them. Um, <laughs> I just remember at the time, sort of being like thinking, any optimism that was in the ground now is just going to dissipate. It's just going You felt it. You felt yeah. it even from even from the TV. You could feel it. It just you're like, oh, could we not? Could we not? Because. I didn't think, like you, that we were awful Like throughout the game. We were definitely, towards the end of the game, more likely to score. And yep. we had some chances where, you know, had there been a bit more confidence and had we been scoring more goals recently, um, we would have probably scored them. There's two headers. I might just be imagining it, but I'm thinking... Jimmy that was Dunn. it. I was thinking. I was going to say Jimmy Dunn. And I'm not criticizing him at all for it. I have not rewatched it, so I don't know whether he should have scored. But there was definitely a few where we thought it was going in, but it didn't. Yeah. yeah. And it just sort of, you know, it was so, the sort of goal where, like, at the start of the season we would have scored. At the first half of last season, we'd have definitely scored that goal. Yeah. But. That was, I remember there was two, I'm assuming you're referring to the one closer to the end where it was kind of point blank range and he's he's headed it wide. Um, but for for anybody, I don't know if you remember it, but for anybody listening who does, there was one earlier in the second half that actually made me feel quite good about myself because um, it, it was one of those moments where football has got humanised for me because there was one, I think Adoma had had a corner, it had been headed out and we'd put the ball back into the box. And Dunn was completely unmarked, but he had his back to goal. Yep. So it was one of those ones. It's one of those ones where we have to like do a backwards header. 
but like clearly you can see like the sun is in his eyes. You can see it in the replay as well. Like the sun's in his eyes. So he just shut his eyes really tightly. He's just flung his neck at this ball, hoping it will go anywhere. And like <laughs> he turns around with such hope in his face. <laughs> and realizes the ball is like nowhere near the goal. Like I, it's thought just... <laughs> it was, it, I thought it got quite close, but maybe it didn't. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember. I, did it, did it I go it came off the post? Well, the keeper saved it or something. Like I, I, it was generally quite close to going in. Uh, um, there was another one where I think someone just sort of—it must have been him—just ran onto it from a corner, and it's just gone past the the post yeah. that's closest to me. You think, oh god, that is heartbreaking. Anyway, I am watching. I, I hope this is the goal because it was the first thing ever to do in the game. Okay, yep. Okay, because this I is. Think... Adoma goes to ground. Yes, right. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, we. My dad said this as soon as he did it. Um. Yeah. Why was I so excited there for it? Because <laughs> you remembered the goal. You remembered uh, the goal that cost us three points. Was that? Yeah. Idea? No, that was like it was really disappointing because my my dad said to me like pre match. Oh, you know, I'm glad Adoma's playing because he actually did quite well in that position at the end of the last home game, which I can't remember what it was. Uh, Watford, Watford, yeah. Um, so like at the end of Watford, he was doing he put in some really good tackles and he tried to do the same thing again, but it was just sort yeah. of like so naive, just and too just, eager, yeah. Too and eager. and at that point, like in most it's sad to say, really, but most players going one on one with Rob Dickey right now, you're just gonna get past him, aren't you? Like, yeah, Dickey didn't even look confident, in, and and to be fair, like it's not on Dickey. No, you know I mean the goal's really not on Dickie at all. Because he's got like, two, two on. It's two on one straight away. After you could that. just feel the goal coming. You could yeah, feel it. comes back across, and Kakai's way behind Chong. Yeah, at that point. Well, I, Let I, me watch the run actually. Uh, Chong Kakai kind of, kind of loses the ball, so Kakai's like really far upfield. He just tried to. He's yeah, and he's completely unaware of where Chong is. He just sprints past his right shoulder. He yeah. doesn't look around or anything. He's not at all aware. So the, the real the problems there is, uh, unfortunately, Kakai, who's had a pretty good run of games, I thought, just isn't aware for what's happening around him. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Adoma going to ground way too easily and getting beaten easily as well. So uh, that was a goal that cost us. And we're going to do a little bit of uh, sort of hindsight whataboutism now because something that uh, fellow Argen podcaster Ben Summer suggested in the group chat afterwards is that it wasn't necessarily our worst performance and had it been a... had we kept it nil-nil longer, obviously the game would look very different, but would we have ended up being the side on top towards the end of the game? Uh, probably not. To be honest with you, I, I feel like that that was more down to the 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 game state. Really, that was more down to us kind of chasing the game. Um, I'd felt I said it on Tuesday with Blackpool. Um, probably not to the effect that I thought it would have, but I felt Blackpool and Birmingham were two games where the team that would score first would win. Obviously, I didn't foresee Blackpool scoring five more. Um, but it was the same with Birmingham on Saturday. I mean, you look at Birmingham's record. It's, was pretty much identical to ours. Um, 
So yeah, I, I it was a shame to concede that so early because I had a feeling Birmingham were happy with that and shut up shop, which you know to an extent they kind of did. Mm-hmm. So you've answered my next question. How much do you think Birmingham thread threatened? We've kind of answered <laughs> the last question that as well. How how about us? How about us going forward? So you know, I'm happy to move on from that. There's not much else to talk about really. Um, let's talk about some uh, a section I'm going to call unfortunate but good news. Um, interesting. So uh, I don't know if you heard <laughs> this week, this going? but uh, Wigan and Reading either both have points deductions or potentially deductions in the pipeline. Now, mm-hmm. Wigan have had three points taken off them, and I read somewhere that the decision was expected to be today for Reading. I'm just Any looking on. T- on I didn't see anything. I haven't seen I would have, anything. Would have thought that something would have popped up. Um, there is nothing imminent expected from the EFL or a potential point deduction for Reading, and it's looking unlikely anything will come out of this side of the weekend. Some people are saying it's a six-point deduction. Um, that was second tier, saying that about four days ago. Um, is this but, where we are? This is, this is where, where we are. are. This is where we are. We're going to basically lost the game because they've had three ga- three points taken off them, and Reading could have six and drag them down. So that would put know. them on thirty nine. And yeah. what are we on? We are on forty two. God, so forty two. <laughs> so that would put some, you know. And now, look. Whilst it's never nice to see clubs go through <laughs> this, right? Actually, what I will I will rephrase that. It's never nice to see some clubs go through this. <laughs> Throw the book at Chelsea, I say. Like you know, I I not I'm not sure what for. I'm not sure if they if this ever will happen. But making them an example, pull their pants down and put them in the national league for all I care. Honestly, just throw it. Just, just throw the book do it anyway. You don't need um, a reason. But does this unfortunate situation for these other two clubs make you feel a little bit more confident? In our chances of championship survival, uh, only from a numerical perspective, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, then you can answer my next question as well. Theoretically, if these points were not deducted, would you still be as confident? I guess I would be. I guess I'd be less confident if the points weren't deducted. Um, I, I suppose the good news is that we don't actually have to play Reading again this season. Um, although both times we played Reading, I thought they were woeful. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I want to believe. I want to believe that there's there's three teams that are somehow worse than us. Um, <laughs> but it's getting harder. It's getting harder to do that. Well, of course, Wigan have three points taken off them. The next game is a pretty good opportunity to get those three points back. Oh god, they're playing us, aren't they? Yes, they are. So, <laughs> you know. Oh my god. I don't. It's actually quite um, disappointing to see him in this state because I, I know we people say they hate Reading, and I, I certainly didn't enjoy going to Reading this season um, because you know, if unless I'm going to Reading for the festival, I'm, I find it a bleak experience. Um, 
But when I spoke to a Wigan fan earlier this season for the podcast, he was really hopeful of something turning around and he was very um, complimentary about their manager at the time and the owner. And then after that, pretty much a week later, I'm pretty sure their manager got sacked. And then the owners, like there's various different stories come out about the owner, about lack of funds. And it's got to a point where they're not playing their pl- paying their players anymore. And, you know, they had Colo Torre in charge. And now they're getting points deducted. So I, I genuinely feel really sorry for Wigan there. Um, it's hard I do to as feel well, sorry especially, especially considering when, when, they, when they originally went down, it really wasn't their fault. They were just kind of just... Especially not the players. Like, yeah, you can't... they were completely mismanaged by what whoever their owner was at the time. Yeah, it's a shame, really. Real shame. Um, but that's and not that of... much of a shame if we stay up. So, uh... <laughs> and that that brings to the end. Unfortunate, but potentially good news. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, round off this podcast with a little bit of international football chat. Uh, we record this to, on the night that England are playing Italy. Micah, will you be? watching the game that kicks off in about 50-ish minutes time. Yeah, I will be actually. I'm quite I'm quite excited for it. Um because normally these international qualifiers is like England versus like Armenia or something and it's like 7-0 England by half time so there's just no point watching it. Whereas the this will this will be interesting, you know, as you've got the the Euros final history there as well and obviously like the added thing. I think doesn't Kane break the record, Rooney's record, if he scores tonight? Probably. He's only like, yeah. So that far yeah, off. Yeah, I think they're fifty. They're on fifty-three each. So it will be, um, yeah, good, good, good for Harry Kane, I suppose, and his future career prospects. And if if England lose or draw, are you have you got the energy, or are you even interested to wade into the should Gareth Southgate still be in the job conversation? <laughs> Oh god, I don't know. <laughs> like, let's be honest, he's not getting sacked before Euro twenty twenty four. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks; he's the England manager. You know, yep. everybody should get over it. There's one more tournament. Quite right. Um, whoever they want, or Mourinho or whatever, Neil Warnock, <laughs> Mick Beal. Can you imagine? <sighs> can you imagine Mick Beal is England manager? Can you imagine? You see, oh, that would be horrendous. The thing is, though, I think people would love him. That's the worst part. I think, I know. obviously, not us. But I think the masses would genuinely love him. Well, we liked him when he was managing us, so yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and if, you I mean, think, like... if you think, if, if someone's out there thinking he wouldn't dare screw over the love of his life, Glasgow Rangers, he would. Yeah, I'd mud wrestle them for a sack of cash. <laughs> yeah, God, that's a scary thought. That is Euro uh, World Cup twenty twenty six. Mick Beal. Be- would it all be like that guy from Arsenal fan TV that doesn't celebrate England goals if a top player scores? <laughs> We'd just be sitting there going, "No, not happening. I don't like it." <laughs> that's a that's a dilemma. That is a dilemma right there. England win the World Cup. But Mick Bill as a manager, or England never win anything again. Okay, one word answer: England win the World Cup. Mick Bill manager, Mason Mount winner in the final. 
<laughs> you trying to kill me. You're trying to kill me. <laughs> You're actually trying to kill me. Oh, God, I would take it, but I it would be through gritted teeth. <laughs> through gritted teeth. <laughs> Oh, I was with a Chelsea fan of the weekend, and he says that they're even starting to hate him. So you know, yeah, he's um, isn't he not signing a new deal? That yeah. you know, he's off to Chelsea, Liverpool, isn't he? Yeah, he's a real Chelsea, real proper Chelsea. That's why. Uh, very lastly, um, which probably is the wrong way to say that. Uh, are you going to be watching Lyndon Dykes play for Scotland? <laughs> Alex, do you think I'm going to be watching Lyndon Dykes play for Scotland? No, I think you've got something better to do with your time. <laughs> yeah, nah. Do you know what? I, I I I do look out for it when him and Chair play, uh, and Diang on the off chance he gets a game for Senegal. I do actually like watch out for the QPR players that play. And I saw I saw he was in the in the news this week talking about his battle with with pneumonia as well, which seems really weird that that's like the sixth craziest thing to happen at QPR this season that like a striker had a brush with pneumonia but um yeah it's good it's good to see him uh up and playing again I'm sure the conspiracy theorists will say it's interesting that he came back in time for the international break but I uh I am well, I'm happy, happy to see him speaking about conspiracy theorists that um don't like Lyndon Dykes playing for Scotland Dan Lambert uh, actually, said this. <laughs> we're bringing this. We're bringing this beef from the group chat to the pod. <laughs> uh, Dan said, I think post Black Birmingham, he said, I actually, he said that he, he he wishes Lyndon luck because he deserves better than QPR at the moment, and the closest thing to that is Scotland, I guess. But you know, to <laughs> say, to say, right, that Scotland is your better option. Blimey, you are. One unlucky person, Lyndon Dykes. Um, that's almost like getting relegated from the championship because you're more of a basket case than QPR. So, you know, there you go, Wigan and Reading as well. That's where we're going to leave this podcast this week. Uh, so thank you, Micah, for coming on and going through yet another defeat. Um, always enjoyable, regardless of the result. Um, have you got a programme, Colin? Coming uh, no. No, I do not. I don't know whose turn it is this week, but it's, it's not me. I can tell you. Oh, sorry, next week, but it's not me. Yeah. Cool. And we'll leave it there then. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, come and you ask.